Hello and welcome back to the Across the Pod podcast. We are here for part two of our season predictions with, of course, Steve from the Hair Dry Treatment podcast. We've done the end of season, do check out that on part one for one of my most craziest hot takes in my lifetime. But we are going to head now to the AFC, which, of course, has the best division in the league in the AFC West. And to me, the second best in the AFC North, as well as two other good divisions. Well, one good division in the AFC East and a very topsy-turvy, top-heavy AFC South. Um, so we can start off with the AFC East. And as this is my division, a team my team's in, I will go first on this one. I think in terms of first, pretty obvious. I'd be surprised if you boys haven't got the Bills in first place. I think they're head and shoulders above anyone else in this, in this division. I think they are one of the AFC favourites, one of the Super Bowl favourites, and I think they are a team that's stacked in every position. You know, running but running game is probably the one where they're a bit questionable. Maybe offensive line, I don't know, but they got digs, they've got, you know, they've got so many good receivers there. They've got a defence which is electric, and they did for a little bit have a good punter, but I don't see any way that guy's going to be back in the league. But um, I think the Bills, for me, are... Light years ahead of anyone else, and I think there's no way they don't finish first. I think the only way they don't finish first is if Josh Allen has a really big injury and they got you know Case Keenum or Cole, um, got Matt Barkley playing. That's the only reason why injury why they won't win it. Uh, I think otherwise you can't not have them first. Second place um, is to me is my team, the Dolphins. I think that the Patriots will be third for me, and I think they will be. Still good. I think they will get still get nine wins, and I think the Jets will finish fourth, but still with six, seven wins. But I just think we've had a great off season. You know, getting in Taron Armstead, Connor Williams, and of course Tyree Kill, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, keeping our defensive coordinator. I do think we are a team heading the right way. Um, I think we are a victim of our conference. I do think that we may well get 10 wins and not make the playoffs. And I think that will happen, if I'm honest. I think the AFC is just too strong conference. And I think that we've got quite a tough division as well. Um, and of course, we've got a new head coach and there's no guarantee. Even though on paper, he looks good. He's a very funny guy. I already love him. He's got such a charismatic personality. There's actually no one I'd rather go on a bender with, apart from Sean McVay, than Mike McDaniel. He looks like a really cool guy, but... No one knows yet whether he's going to be a good head coach, um, quite frankly. And he's on paper, he's got a good, he's part of that tree with, you know, McVay, Kyle Shanahan, but no one knows. And I think the Dolphins will have a good year. But it's a question of whether there'll be enough to make the playoffs. I don't know. I still think it'll be a winning season. But, and yeah, the Patriots for me, third, I think they'll get nine wins. I think you can't not bet against Bill. I just think they had a really weird off-season. You know, Cole Strange was, was actually a strange pick in our first round in the draft. Um, I think, you know, I like Kendrick Bourne but, and people like Damon Harris and Andre Stevenson. But if your biggest marquee addition in the receiver game is a Devontae Parker, who I know full well cannot stay fit at all to save his life. So I think they've their big addition has been a crocked wide receiver who's over the hill. So I do question their off-season activity. And the Jets, I do think they're actually heading the right way. I do think, not this year, I think this year's too early, but I do think in the next five years, they'd have played in at least one playoff game. I really like the draft they had this year was amazing. I mean, to get in the first round, Jermaine Johnson, Garrett Wilson, uh, Sauce Gardner, and then get Brees Hall in the second round, in your first four picks, I think for me they had the best draft. 
I do think the Eagles were actually second best. Um, I just think that they they're doing things right in terms of behind the scenes. I think that quarterback is a massive question. I mean, Zach Wilson had a disastrous first year. They've given him the protection and receivers he needs to perform. Joe Flacco will probably play the first few weeks uh, with his injury. And as good as Zach Wilson's offseason has been behind the scenes, I, I do question him long-term. I think he, he needs a long way to um, improve. But I think this season's probably too much of a of an ask for the Jets. But I, I just think they are a team. I think they still will improve. I think they will get six, seven wins. But I just think that the division they're in and where they are at the moment in their rebuild, I think they are just too far off at the moment. Um in terms of Luke's AFC East, he's gone for the same as me. He's gone for a Bills, Dolphins, Patriots and Jets uh, AFC East ranking. And then finally, over to Steve for your AFC East ranking from first to fourth or from fourth to first. Uh, right. So uh, do I even need to rehash the, the argument over the Bills winning the division? No, they're just, they are head and shoulders above the rest of the division, both in both offense and defense. Um, and let's say, as long as Josh Allen stays fit, they should walk that division. Um, second, well, if we're going to be on the hot take subject, second place is the Patriots. Oh, I is, mean, I'm actually not. This is the that. season. This is the season where nobody expects anything of the Patriots. This is the season where Bill Belichick looks at the squad and says, "I can do this. I can do this. I can do this." And because no one's paying attention to us, we will have a good year, right? He can quietly bring in players who. You know, like you say, are considered to be over-the-hill injury-prone veterans, and he can get six to eight good games out of them. And one of the things that Belichick and the Patriots do better than anyone else is the trading during the season. The number of free agents they pick up, you know, they have for three to four games, they let them go, or they promote them from practice squads. They are sitting on a, a really decent amount of talent at the moment. Um, the D- Damien Harris will lead that line well. I loved Ramondre Stevenson last year. Um, I know he had a couple of issues at the start. Um, Belichick wasn't didn't have a lot of faith in him. He dropped a couple of balls in the first couple of games, but mid by mid season he'd kind of established himself as the number two back there. Um, and I think he will have, even though it's Patriots football, so it will still be running back by committee. I think he's going to shine all the uh, the, the running backs they have there. Um, I like Kendrick Bourne. Uh, I like the pick of Devontae Parker. Um, I think as long as he can keep Parker on the field um, for key plays and rotate him on and off, um, Matt Jones is, I want to use the phrase serviceable, but he's a rookie quarterback who is slowly but surely getting better game by game by game. We talk about quarterbacks developing and becoming better players. Jones, each game last season, he never looked like a 350, 400-yard game sick guy but he always looked like a guy who was able to control the tempo of the game around him. And that's what you want in a young quarterback. And you want that to develop. Um, I think that there's a lot of depth in that Patriots team that people aren't looking at. People are looking at the big names coming into to Miami. They're looking at the, uh, you know, the big draft and the Jets. And in the background, Belichick and, uh, and the, the back office in, New- in Boston are just quietly putting together another team to make another playoff run because that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so why are the Dolphins going to finish third? Well, there's only one reason the Dolphins are going to finish third, and you're going to hate the fact I'm saying it, but Tua Tagovailoa is not a franchise quarterback. I mean, he is 
he is going to finish this season and you are going to look at him and say, we need to draft a quarterback next year, right? He's not shown anything at all last season when he played or this season in preseason that says to me, giving him a, a world-class elite wide receiver like um, Tyreek Hill is going to improve him as a quarterback. He hasn't got the arm to get it, the kind of distance, the kind of speed that you need to take advantage of Tyreek Hill the way Mahomes could. Um, I'm going to just... Oh, sorry, I'm going to do oh, it. No, uh, I just want to say that. Um, do you remember the Bills game? Chiefs game, that was the best game I've ever watched. Tyreek yes. Hill had this amazing play where Mahomes threw it only about five yards and he took it to the house. And I do think that's what McDaniel will do. I think we've seen it in last year when he's at San Francisco with the kind of offense he ran, a lot of short plays, a lot of runs. And I do think, you know, with we saw actually a Tyreek kill towards the end of last year. He used a lot more in that sort of short pass, short pass route and just doing like, sort of, yeah, just using his speed and getting past the whole team. And I do think that's what McDaniel will do. I don't think Tua has got the arm, but I do think that if he's very accurate and I do think that if he can get it short to Waddle, short to Tyreek Hill, or even short to someone like Chase Edmonds or Raheem Mostert, I do think that's, I think we will run the ball a lot and I think that's what's going to happen. And I do think uh, that's how we're going to succeed rather than using the deep, deep throw. I think Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds, who you have a lot of faith in in the backfield, I think you're going to be very disappointed. I do yeah. not think that it's a strong backfield. I think that is a pricey backfield, mm. but I think it's two players who have never really broke out at their respective teams. They've had a couple of games here and there where they've looked talented, but they've never had that consistency over the course of a season. You'll be running back by committee. Neither of them will get 1,000 yards. Both of them, if they're lucky, will get six touchdowns. Um, but there's just... <sighs> there's nothing about the Dolphins that says to me, Anything other than we spent a lot of money, but we don't have a lot of we don't have anything to show for it. Oh, I I think Tyreek Kills for once is a difference. I think we've been crying out for years for like a massive marquee addition. I mean, before that it was probably a Dominic and Sue in whatever year that was he joined us. There's not been actually many big name players that we've signed. Um, so I, I do think that if we are going to make the playoffs, I don't think we will because I do spoil it because I do think that the teams are just stronger around us in that conference. But I just think that if we are going to make the playoffs, I think it is down to Tyreek Hill. And I think Tyreek Hill will be the man. I think also a better offensive line will help. I think fighting given to Jesse Davis will massively help. I think he was a massive problem. I think Austin Jackson still is. And I don't like the fact he's still there in our depth chart. But I do think getting Connor Williams, getting um, Taron Armstead will help massively in that sense. And I think, I think as well... Just, I think Tyreek Hill, he'll be the reason why we do well. I think, obviously, Daniel may not be the guy. We don't know yet. But I think Tyreek Hill, he just has that explosiveness that a lot of teams do lack. I think the Chiefs, well, I don't think, I don't think they'll miss him. I do think, to to, to, an, to an extent, but I do think that we will we will gain from that. I think that's why we gave up five future picks for him. I think when you've got a quarterback that's as limited as Tua is, what you should have been doing was spending all of that cash and all of those picks patching that offensive line so he gets more time in the, the, the hole. I, I think that's why we did go for arms. <laughs> got arms said we got, you know, seventy odd million dollar contract. Colin Williams, we got him, you know, as well. I can't think what we paid him now. I think that's gonna help. I do actually like Hunt. I think Hunt's actually the only been the only bright spark in our line last year. I don't rate Eichenberg at all, and I think he's still a problem on I think it's that right hand side. I think the left hand side we've got Colin Williams and Armstead. 
it's just two as blinds that I worry about because you've got Eichenberg, um I think actually I think Colin Williams, I think he's actually a centre on our depth chart, Connor Williams. I'll look at it again actually, I think I've got this wrong because I think he is the, the Dolphins depth chart, it's an ESPN. So it's saying our O line at the moment is gonna be Yes, yeah, okay, we've got Armstead left tackle, Eichenberg left guard, that worries me. Connor Williams centre, that's good. Agreed on Michael Dieter. Robert Hunt guard, I like that. But Austin Jackson is, is the biggest worry for me. He is a massive turnstile. And having him on to his blind side, I think, could be a massive issue. I don't think he should anything. Since we took him 18th overall, which is a disgrace, by the way, we took him and Igbenogamy in that draft, in that first round. We, 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 we tanked for two and we raced up first round picks we got in as part of that on um, Austin Jackson and Igbenogamy. Oh, Igbenogamy is nowhere to be seen and he got burns again in what in that Eagles training camp. But um, I will say, I know it's only practice, but we have seen two of make some deep throws to Tyree Kill. I think we have seen some good throws and I think we saw him make deep throws to Alabama when he had a track team to throw to. Now he's got Hill, now he's got Waddle. I think we could see, I think this is his, this is his chance. If he doesn't do it this year, he never will. So I don't know whether we'll go... I'm hoping somehow part of me thinks Lamar Jackson is going to sign a contract. He'll go to Miami. That's my that's my big hope. I, I think another thing that will happen, I think he will sign a lifetime deal with the Ravens, but I just think that if we could get him next offseason, if Tua doesn't succeed, he'd be amazing for the Daniel offense. If it's a run, a run heavy sort of offense, I think that would be amazing. Having Lamar throw to um, Tyreek Hill would be incredible. Uh, but I just don't think it'll happen personally. Well, you'll find out soon enough, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I think, unfortunately for you, it will be a nasty surprise. I mean, yeah. Yes, and then, yeah, and then obviously the last place in the division, definitely the Jets. Um, I like the Jets. I like the fact they made a lot of progress. Um, the biggest problem is that Zach Wilson's progress off-season has mostly been in his best friend's mum's bedroom. <laughs> That story's uh, amazing. I, I love that story. That's just like being, for me, one of the highlights of the off-season, hearing that story. It's just been, oh, it's been funny. I don't know whether I showed you that video of that guy who came in to the Jets training camp with a uh, a MILF Hunter t-shirt and he got all the yep, I've seen it. it. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And do you know what? Wilson is going to live on that. Wilson is going to play to that. Wilson's Twitter is going to play to it. Yeah. It's going to be a fun story. And it's, it's a good kind of, you know, lighthearted thing to have throughout the season. So the next division is going to be the AFC North. Now, we're going to go back to you, Steve, for this one. Um, now, this one, I actually found it really hard to give my top two, but I will go let you go first. The AFC North. Now, you're right. This is probably one of the harder divisions. Um not so hard in predicting the bottom two, but definitely harder in predicting which of the two is going to win the division. Um, last place in this division is going to be the Browns. Um, and that's this, even with um, Deshaun coming back in week 12. I cannot see this team in its current form winning more than four games out of the first 12 with Jacoby Brissett under centre. And I liked Jacoby Prissett. I liked him at the Patriots. I liked him when he was down south. And I just, mm, no. uh, I liked him at the Colts. I just, Jacoby Prissett is not the man. Jacoby Prissett is not the guy who, when you're at fourth, you're in the fourth quarter with two, on a two-minute drill with 80 yards to go, you don't immediately say, send for Jacoby Prissett. 
We <laughs> absolutely don't. He is not that guy. I mean, I can uh, think from experience last year that that's definitely the case. I mean, he was awful for us. I mean, he had that one moment against the Raiders where he ran in for a touchdown to take it to overtime and he tr- took us there. But he was just a very frustrating quarterback to watch. And it's no coincidence that we started winning games when Tua came back because Brissett wasn't there, essentially. Yeah. So, Browns to finish last, Steelers then to finish above them. Uh, I think they'll make good progress this year. Uh, I think this is the first year since Big Ben left. I think uh, Kenny Pickett's actually not a bad pick, um, even with the tiny hands. Uh, does he beat out Titus Trubisky for the quarterback starting job? No, not at the beginning. I think Trubisky gets three to four games to prove that he can do a job. If he doesn't, then Pickett comes in. But realistically, I think... Um, I think that uh, the Steelers will improve this season. Uh, I think they have some, they obviously still have some excellent wide receiving talent in, in Claypool and Johnson. Uh, they've added to it as well in the draft. But it's about the running back game for the Steelers, which really, Najee Harris will be in his second season. Uh, and he is a very talented rookie and he had a good season last year. But the line in front of him just isn't good enough. Um, and that's going to mean he's going to get less yards, less you know, less holes to break through. Um, and if you got that, I think a lot of teams will play. They will play the Steelers very narrow, um, and they will see whether or not um, Trubisky and, and Pickett can throw deep. Uh, I don't think. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think they're going to get shut down a lot, especially with um, some of the pass rushes in that division. Uh, Ravens in particular, I think, would be terrifying against them. Um, so yeah, and then we have to go to can the Ravens beat the Bengals? <laughs> it's a coin toss, a coin toss, and it solely depends for me upon the fitness of certain players. Uh, Burrow has a slight injury coming in at the start of the season. Uh, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson's fit, but uh, Jicky Dobbins is questionable again for Week One. Um, does Lamar want to throw? Uh, or does he want to rush? Because the Ravens obviously have a great ground game, but uh, you know all the, the yardage seems to come through Mark Andrews through short dump offs and uh, touchdowns in the red zone. The Bengals just have a more a more balanced overall offense for me. The Ravens have the better defense; they're easily the better pass rush. But I think the the Bengals for me. Um, they just Jamar, Jamar Chase and T Higgins are just two wonderful, wonderful um, players who are going to keep. They're going to be in that position for a good three, four seasons. Um, and the Bengals, as long as they have that strength, can build around them. Yeah, the Bengals for me won the division. The Ravens finished second. But when we get to the wild card place, you know that whichever the Ravens are going to be in one of my wild card spots. Yeah, I, I don't see too much wrong with that. I mean, um, Luke has gone for a Bengals, Ravens, Browns, Steelers. Um, NFC North predictions. Um, in terms of that, yeah, going back to the Browns, looking at their um schedule without Watson, they've got the Panthers and the Jets and the Steelers and the Falcons in the first four weeks. I mean, that you could see them winning those because they're not exactly great teams there. I think you could even win it with the likes of Nick Chubb and Hunt by committee, or even defense likes of um, Miles Garrett could win in games, but then. After that, they've got the Chargers, the Patriots, the Ravens, the Bengals, a bye week, then the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Buccaneers before they then play Houston, which is actually, I think, 
it's, I think there's something about that because it's that's Deshaun Watson's first game back and he's against his former team. I think there's something about that ban he had, which I think was first year that's great. I think it should have been at least a year or two, but I think there's something about that seems too coincidental that it's the first game back is against Texans. But then you got the Bengals, the Ravens, the Saints, the Commanders, and the Steelers. I mean, that is a hard schedule, even if Watson was playing. So I that is why I've gone from fourth. I think Watson will be rusty. He's not played in over a year. I mean, he played that one game preseason. He looked terrible in that preseason game against the Jaguars. He's going to be the the one everyone hates. He's going to be to get the most stick. I mean, I personally want them to lose every game because of how they handled it. Um, and I think Watson will be rusty. He'll play hard teams. I think for me, he's playing two. He's playing some really good teams here, and I think they're going to have a terrible year. I think they're in line for five, six, four win season, maybe seven wins at a stretch. Um, I've gone for Steelers third. I actually think that they will surprise people. I think Trubisky will actually have a good year because he's actually got a good coach. I mean, he spent all his time under most under Matt Nagy and he's learned under Josh Allen and Sean McDermott for a year, a good head coach and quarterback combinations. I do think Trubisky actually is set for a good year. And with likes of Deontay Johnson and Claypool, he's got some good people to throw to. And he can also rely on the Chief Harris to um, lay it off to, hand it off to if he needs to. So that leaves the top two, the Bengals and the Ravens. And I'm going to go for the Ravens to win it. Because the Bengals, obviously last year, no one thought they'd go all the way. And of course, they've massively upped their O-line with their one weakness. But how is it they're going from being the hunters to being the hunted? They've got the equitation has risen massively in the space of 12 months. And I do think that that is a massive thing to overcome. And of course, the Super Bowl cursed, or hangover, I should say, is a thing. And I do think they could be potentially the next team to suffer from that. I do still think they'll make the playoffs. Shock, uh, spoiler alert. Um, I think their team's too good not to make it. But I just think that the Ravens, looking at their injuries last year, I mean, they had. A record 19, a league high 19 players on injury reserve. These players included Lamar Jackson, Marlon Humphrey, Ronnie Stanley, Marcus Peters, Deshaun Elliott, KJ, JK Dobbins, Gus Edwards. And they were at one point, I think they were in line to make the playoffs. And I think they actually had a really difficult ending. I think they would have made the playoffs if not for his injuries. I mean, looking at their season last year, before, they ended week 12 having lost just three games. And then they had a um, seven-game losing streak, which in the end, they went from eight to three, and eight to eight and nine. And I think they were, if those injuries hadn't taken place, I think they could have made the Super Bowl. I think they could have gone all the way. I think they, I think they're that good of a team. John Harbaugh, brilliant head coach. And I think been, their team has been massively slept on this year by the whole league. No one's talking about them and the Bengals, for that matter. I think the Ravens, I think Lamar Jackson is going to have a great year. I think he's going to, Silent doubters like myself in terms of his passing. I think he'll have a good year all round. So for me, the Ravens are going to win the AFC North. Now heading on to the AFC South. Right, final point on the AFC North there. Your statement there of no one's talking about Bengals. Are you in the same circles as everybody else? Because everybody's talking about the Bengals. Oh, everybody's are. looking at the Bengals and saying, you know what? Last season was the start of something. This season, they'll make the playoffs again. This season, they'll be very, very hard to beat. I'm this sure. season, they should they should win the division. And I'm this sure. season, I, I, you kind of look at the AFC and you, you can see, well, you know what? This season, you could easily see the championship game being the Bengals versus the Bills. 
Yeah, I I think the Bengals, I think for a team that's made it all the way there and lost in the big game, I don't think they're getting near as much talk as other teams who've gone gone the same way have, have been talked about in the past. I'm sure the Falcons have talked about way more than Bengals were after they lost. I'm sure, obviously, the Pats when they lost to you guys, the Eagles, I'm sure they would talk about a lot more. I just think that for a team that's made it all the way to the Super Bowl, and lost the game. I don't think they're getting anywhere near enough talk as they should be. Because I think they are a contender once again. Um, and also, I think there's a big difference between you know being the team underdogs, being one of the favourites. I don't know how it's a question of whether they and Zach Taylor will handle that. So I do still question Zach Taylor as a head coach. I know he got into the big game, but I do question him still as a head coach. I do think if they had Sean Payton, for example, they may have won it. Um, but yeah, the AFC South, I think. Top two and bottom two, like the AFC North, is very easy. I think for me, the Jags and the Texans are going to be third and fourth, respectively. I think the Texans actually will improve. I think they will be not as bad as they were last year. I still think they're only a four or five win team. But I think, you know, Damian Pierce has been named the starter. I think he'll be a good offensive weapon for Davis Mills, who I think was actually second best rookie quarterback last year. Uh, obviously, Brandon Cooks is a figure of consistency and underrate, underratedness. I think Delver still have a good year, but not enough. The Jags did, I think, going from Urban Meyer, that was a disastrous head coaching spell. And I think that that's not been talked about enough in terms of how bad that was effect on Trevor Lawrence. I think whilst he was truly a bad player last year, I do think he was a victim of his surroundings and circumstances. So I do think he'll have a bounce back year. And the new head coach, Doug Peterson, which, of course, you, Steve, know very well. And I do think that they will still get, like the Jets, I think they'll get six, seven wins at most. But I think they're maybe heading the I do question them, what their off-season in terms of paying all that money to Christian Kirk. I think that was a horrible decision. That's all set off this wide receiver market we've seen. But then heading on to the top two. Now, the Titans have lost AJ Brown to Steve's benefit. And the Colts have lost Carson Wentz and gained Matt Ryan. I think that will be the difference. That's why I'm going for the Colts to win it and the Titans to finish second because I think the Colts really last year should have made the playoffs. If it wasn't for those last two games, particularly the Jaguars game, they would have been in the playoffs. Jonathan Taylor is an absolute beast. I think that he will have a great year once again and he's no shock at all everyone's first overall pick in the draft. Um, in fancy draft, people are doing and I do think the Titans are still very well coached. And I think they'll still have a good year. But I think the Colts adding Matt Ryan, that'll be the difference for me. Um, in terms of Luke's predictions, he has gone for the exact same four as me. He's also gone for a Colts, Titans, Jaguars and Texans first to fourth, which leaves our final person, which of course is Steve. How is your AFC South looking? It's exactly the same as both of you. Okay. Um, I think the te- Texans are, I mean, they obviously have made the decision to get rid of Watson and move on from him. Um, just stack the deck there, stack those picks, start looking to build in the future. They have very possibly dodged a bullet there. Certainly from a PR perspective, they have dodged a massive bullet. Um, and obviously they haven't had to pay him, uh, which has given them a lot of cap room for the uh, the upcoming season. It does mean you're going to start with Davis Mills, the only man in the league who has a neck the size of Mike Glennon. Um, <laughs> but it, it's, you know, it, it's a decision that's been made. They've made the decision to embrace the tank. They do have some decent rookies there. Um, they're bringing in Pierce uh, running back, uh, who I think looked very, very good in college. And I think he has 
excellent potential. Um, but it's all down to that whole, will we have his rookie season and just get beaten about the place because of how bad the rest of his team is? We'll have to wait and see. Um, you have way more faith in Brandon Cooks than I do. Brandon Cooks, to me, is just basically a walking concussion. Uh, he just gets he gets hit repeatedly, and then he's out for four games. Um, I'm going to be right there. I'm going to give you his stats, right? Because I know he gets injured a lot, but if you look at his stats, you'll think a lot differently of Brandon Cooks. So, over his career, he has had... He's been in the league since 2014... Yeah, in those what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine seasons in the NFL, or no, eight, nine seasons in the NFL, he mm. has had six a thousand yard seasons. Yep, and and those have all been in the last three years. Two, two. Yeah, so he's yeah. played. He got thousand yards in 2016, 17, 18, 19, and uh, twenty and twenty one. So. 2019 was the only one way in the last six years he hasn't had a 1,000-yard receiving game. And he's done this a lot off the, the last two years with pretty average quarterbacks. You, before yeah. that, Jared Goff. And also before that, Tom Brady, um, Drew Brees. But um, I think to get those numbers with average quarterbacks, I think it's really good on Brandon Cooks. I'm going to defend Brandon Cooks then, honour his his good stats. Right. I disagree with you completely. But anyway, um, no, the, the Texans are terrible. Um, the loss of JJ Watt kind of killed the the dressing room. Uh, any kind of like uh, mentality they had um, went out the door when when Watt went to Arizona. <clears throat> so that leaves the Jags, who are season two, maybe season three, into a proper rebuild. Uh, Trevor is still. You know, uh, he's still a developing quarterback. I'm looking forward to seeing him when he plays in London this year. Um, I'm going to see them when they play the Broncos. Oh, you go to that um, game? Yeah, yeah. Myself, oh, very nice. Myself and a few others have got tickets. We're all booked. We're all heading out. Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of money for Christian Kirk and, like, six other wide receivers. And, like, is, is the idea here that he just throws a different wide receiver each week until he finds one he's got a connection with? Not sure that's a particularly good idea. Um, defensively, they're still terrible. They've still got no pass rush. Um, the secondary is dodgy. Um, yeah, I think we will see an improvement on Trevor Lawrence this year with more weapons, um, but I think that's the most positive thing the Jags can probably take from the season. Uh, that and that they will beat the Texans because the Texans will be worse than they are. Which brings me to the Colts and the Titans. Now, I think the Titans have the loss of AJ Brown is huge. I think Tannehill needed a better weapon in the summer, uh, and what the what the back office did was took away his biggest weapon um, for a first round pick that they probably spent on another wide receiver. Mm. Now, if you said to me, you know, I'll take your best player, give you a single first round pick and some compensatory picks, and You'll 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 get another first round wide receiver. I I would have just I would have thought you were mad. Um, I get they didn't want to pay him, right? That's fine. Some club some teams just like they they develop in a different way. Um, I would pay AJ Brown. AJ Brown for me is the best wide receiver they've had probably in about ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he could have been the franchise guy for them. He could have been their version of Megatron. But they made the call. We benefited. Happy with that. Um. And I think it's that lack of um, lack of a deeper threat that they have that's going to hurt them this season. Derrick Henry would be Derrick Henry. 
he'll probably lead the lead in rushing touchdowns again this year, assuming he stays fit. Um, and their role line has, has always been good. Tannehill's always had time. But they will do what the Titans have done every year for the last five, ten years. They will look super strong against the championship contender. And in the following weeks, they will drop a game to the Jags, to the Jets, <laughs> to the Texans, you know, the to Jets. the Steelers. Yeah, so was... they, will, they will lose to teams that they absolutely should beat. They, they are the kings of the trap game. Um, and obviously that leaves the Colts. That leaves the Colts at the top. Um, I think Matt Ryan is a big upgrade on Carson Wentz, and I think that shows in the price that the Colts paid for him. Um, I think that um, Jonathan Taylor, you've said it before, is a beast. He's, he's by far the consensus best uh, running back in the league. Um, what I really am looking forward to is seeing how Michael Pittman develops this year, mm. because Pittman obviously has been feeding on scraps for the last two or three years since uh, Andrew Luck left. I think this year Pittman could have a big, but serious breakout. Um, T.Y. Hilton came back for another season, didn't he? he signed the contract yeah. extension. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So it gives them a, a, a pacey deep threat where Pittman walks underneath. Um, and I think there's enough weapons there and a, a proper you know, leader of a quarterback who can sit in the pocket and find them um, that they will win that division. They might actually be a legitimate threat to go to the AFC Championship game, but we'll talk about that later. We will see. We will see on that one. Look forward to doing that with you. And now it's time for one you've all been waiting for, the almighty AFC West. Uh, division had quite a makeover this year uh, with you know, the d- additions of Russell Wilson to the Broncos, the additions of Devontae Adams to the Raiders, the loss of Tyree Kill for the, Dolph- the Chiefs to the Dolphins, and then, of course, adding JC Jackson and Khalil Mack to that Chargers defence. So, it's one I found the hardest to rank because I think all four teams would get in the playoffs in any other division. I think in the NFC, they'd all make in the NFC. But it's a question of whether they all cannibalise themselves. That is the worry, which is why we'll get into that in a minute with the AFC play, um, wildcard teams in the playoffs. But I'm going to go for... I'll go for myself first on this one. Now, I found it really hard to choose who would finish fourth. Someone has to. And I just think, even though Adams has gone there, I just think that um, their defense isn't quite as good as the rest. And I just think there's, and the O line, I think, is the worst of the four. So I do, unfortunately, apologies to my brother, who is, I don't know whether he's listening or not, but he's a big Raiders fan. So I, sorry to him if he's listening. And then it gets down to the other three. Now there's the Broncos, the Chiefs, and the Chargers here. And now, it's, it's a big, big decision. I've been umming and ahhing this last two, even on the train back from the Amex today, I was still deciding in my head who's coming third, who's coming second, who's coming first. And I found it really hard, if I'm honest. I think just for the consistency, I'm going to go for the Chiefs as my number one team. I just think that they are, even though Hill's gone, I just think that Juju, I think we'll have a good year, bounce back year. I think that having, you know, Played under an aging callback in Roethlisberger. I think he'll now relish a chance to play for a better callback in Mahomes. And I think that, you know, they've definitely improved defence with the likes of George Kalafatis and um, I forget the other one that took in the first round. And then, of course, they got Sky Moore and Isaiah Pacheco, the wide receiver and running back, respectively. They've had really good reports coming out of the off-season. Um, and then, second, I've gone for the Chargers. That's my second team. I think that um, I've gone for Denver third. Um, I just even though they added Wilson, I just don't know whether they've got a good enough team around him. 
even though they got seven wins with Locke and with Bridgewater last year, I just don't know whether that defense is quite as good as the Chargers is. Um, Herbert, for me, I think he's brilliant. I think he's ever going to haunt to his, to his name in that draft. Um, and I think have Mike Williams as a second choice receiver is really good. Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, who can do who can do both receive and run. And then that defense, Joey Bosa, you know, JC Jackson and Khalil Mack added to that. Derwin James in the secondary. It's a brilliant team. And I really like Staley. It's quite, I, I've always been more of a conservative man if I'm looking at myself, if I was a head coach. But I do like that he goes for it and he's aggressive. Do question his decision in that Raiders game in the final game to, to not to not give a time out there. But I think you'll learn from that. And I think this year they'll have another good year. And I think this is finally their year to finally make the playoffs with Herbert. Um, in terms of Luke's AFC West, he's gone for Chargers winning it with the Broncos second, the Chiefs third, and the Raiders fourth, which leaves one final division, which of course is Steve's AFC West prediction. So, Steve, fire away. All right. So, <clears throat> the AFC West uh, in the summer has been a nuclear arms race. It's been a case of if you sign someone big, we'll sign someone bigger. And bigger and bigger and bigger, and it just hasn't stopped. Um, with the exception, I mean, the Chiefs for me have actually been weakened for last year. Obviously, the loss of Tyreek Hill is huge. I do like the drafting of Sky Moore, but he'll take time to settle, and he's not Tyreek Hill right off the bat. Um, but they still have the best quarterback in the division in Patrick Mahomes by quite some way. And the team that's finishing fourth for me has the weakest quarterback in the division, and that is Derek Carr who I believe Tom Brady referred to as that mother yeah, earlier. Yeah, this... that's right, yeah. yeah yes. Um, so we now understand there are, in fact, two mother Fs uh, in the league. There's him and Zach Wilson, who will you know, basically F anyone's mum. That's <laughs> 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 so I my story so much. The Raiders um, will be a better team this year. Their problem is going to be on the ground. I think Josh Jacobs regressed a little bit last year. There's been a lot of talk in the offseason about him not being the starter this year. They were talking about possibly trading in for someone else. They were talking about him possibly being injured and, and maybe kind of asking for a contract that they didn't feel he was due. Um, I don't think the team has the faith in Jacobs that they had last year. Um, I think they might look to draft a new running back next season. Uh, so that for me, that kind of running back, which might end up being by committee and... Yes, they have Devante Adams and they have Hunter Renfrew, who I genuinely love, mm-hmm. but it's still Derek Carr throwing to them. Um, and I don't think, I think Carr is the weakest of the four quarterbacks in that division. So the Raiders will finish in the basement, but the Raiders will finish in the basement with a lot of wins against other mm-hmm. teams outside the division, which gives you the third place. Now, <clears throat> I... Uh, I definitely am denied over this one. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Chiefs are going to finish third in this okay. division. Okay. Now, this is uh, this is to do partly with um, the additions in the offense, which, as you say, um, are no, nowhere near the level of quality um, that they've lost. Um, there's been you know, rumblings in the, the team that in the offseason that, you know, Travis Kelce is getting towards the end of a of contract. Mahomes is obviously year on year on year costing them more money, and this is leaving them less money to do things like patch up the holes in the O-line, which have plagued them for a couple of seasons. 
plagued them tremendously in that Super Bowl loss. Um, and I just, I just think that Mahomes will still look absolutely devastating, but he will get less and less time to throw to less and less talented people. Their ground game is going to be by committee this season. I think they've accepted that Edwards Hilaire is not going to be that guy. He's going to be a guy, but he's not going to be that guy. Um, I think on that basis, the Chiefs just defensively are probably weaker than the two teams are going to place above them. Um, offensively have the best quarterback, but the least depth in, uh, in their outfield offense. Second place is going to be the Broncos. Um, I don't have to explain how much I think about Russell Wilson. I think he's probably, um, when he finally retires in, in three, four seasons time, I think he's going to be a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's a Super Bowl winner. He has that winning mentality. He overcame the whole you're too small to be a quarterback thing. He's incredibly mobile. He can throw beautifully out the pocket. He can throw beautifully on the run. And he has weapons this season. Um, he has Jerry Judy and Colton Sutton, two players who I rate very, very highly and who have been desperate for someone to be under center that can make use of their talents. They've got them this season. Um, they've gone out and they've improved defensively. Um, they are in a team, a division where everyone's improved defensively, but they, they in particular have gotten past um, some of the problems last year. Um, they just they feel like a team, not a championship team, because I know a few people have been throwing their name about as, as dark horses. I don't think they're there yet. I think there'll be a couple of, they need to draft this season um, a really, really strong pass rusher if such a thing is available. And that leaves the Chargers at the top. Um, now, I've always thought the Chargers' offense, uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, and being thrown to by Justin Herbert, who just seems to get better year on year, um, I've always thought that's a really strong offense. And then, like you say, they went out and they spent the money that they needed to on their secondary and on their pass rush. And quite honestly, that Chargers team is terrifying this year. Um, I can see... I can see them going to the championship game, but it will depend on who they face. Um, if they can get through the championship, get to the championship game without playing the Bengals or the Bills, um, then I can see them in the championship game. If not, then you know, then it'll be it'll be a shootout between them and whichever one of those two they meet. They are tremendously talented, um, and this is a year where you know they they've got the stadium, they've got the fan base now, um, they've got the players. They're just, they're just for me, they're unstoppable. Yeah, I think the Chargers, I think they were a team. I, I still wonder what would happen for me if they'd gone to the playoffs. I think that Raiders' uh, defeat, obviously, where they should have just gone for the tie, I think that, I do think they could have done something in the playoffs if they got there, but I do think they were a team hitting form at the right time. But I think, I think, I said before, I think they'll learn from that, and I think they will improve this. I think this will be finally the year where we see Herbert play a playoff game. Um, now, but the final part of this AFC preview podcast will be the AFC wildcard teams. Which three teams do you, we all think will make the playoffs in the AFC? Tough one again, to even tougher than the NFC uh, because there's so many teams we've got finishing second and third out are really, really good teams. So I'll give you the honours first, Steve, to give me your, preferably if you can, give me your fifth, sixth and seventh seed in the AFC. Okay, so tough, tough call, this one. Uh, right, so I've got the Bills, the Chargers, 
the Bengals and the Colts winning those divisions. Um, the Titans are not making a wild card this year. Uh, okay. I just think they'll regress just enough. They may get 10 wins. I don't think they'll I think 11 wins is going to be the standard this year for the wild card. Uh, don't see the Titans getting that. I do see the Ravens getting that behind the Bengals. Um, I do see the Broncos getting that behind the Chargers. Uh, and then I look to the AFC East and then I look to the AFC West and I actually see the Chiefs finishing third in the AFC West but getting a wildcard berth ahead of the second-place Patriots in the AFC East. So for me, Chiefs, Broncos, Ravens. Okay, okay. So I can see already we've got all got different teams. Um, with Luke's three is the Broncos, the Chiefs, and the Titans. Not sure what order that will be in. And then my um, thing, I found it really hard, this one. Um, Please tell me it's not a hot take that puts the Dolphins in the wild card. Please. No, 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 I mean, this actually is a bit more of a... I mean, one you could argue maybe is slightly one. It's probably not much of one. But I think for me, I think the Bengals were an absolute dead cert. I think I can't say not making the playoffs. I think they will, especially having to play the Browns and the Steelers, who will probably both be quite winnable games, whereas like AFC West is such, it's such a cannibal division. Anyone could be anyone. I do think that will affect the teams, which is why... Uh, I've gone for the. I've, I, had, I was tough. I was torn because you've got so many good teams. You've got you've got the Dolphins. You've got the Patriots. So you've got the Dolphins. Teams I was thinking of were the Dolphins. Obviously the Bengals. They won it. I also thought of the Titans and the the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Rangers. And I was thinking, how do I decide which of the two teams I choose? Now, the method I went for was which teams. Have not got to have a new head coach and then a new system. So that's why I've gone for the Chargers and the Titans. I think the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Dolphins all could be very good teams. But um, to make my decision easier, I went for the Chargers and Titans because Mike Vrabel is a brilliantly head coach, really underrated. And I think he will manage to find a way for this team to win. And in the Chargers, because Brandon Staley's had a year already, and I think this team's destined for greatness. And I think also the Titans, going back to the Titans, I think, I remember on the draft itself, they bought in Traylon Burks, who obviously came in to replace AJ Brown. The actual comparison um, Dan Jeremiah had of Traylon Burks was AJ Brown. So I think if that's all right on paper, then they have just got a like-like replacement. It actually was my favourite wide receiver out of the draft, was Drake London, second behind him. I did really like Traylon Burks coming, watching his tape. And I think that even if he doesn't do well, I think they'll still... Use Derek Henry. I do question Henry whether he'll come back from injury. We've seen so many running backs over the year, like Christian McCaffrey, like Saquon Barkley, like the famous one, Todd Gurley, which is a massive shame for me. Um, never be the same after injury. And it's a question whether he will come back. If he comes back to what he's like before, then I think they will make the playoffs for that reason alone. Um, so, yeah, that is the conclusion of our AFC uh, predictions. But before we go, we will recap once again our predictions. So I went for a Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, AFC East, uh, Ravens, Bengals, Steelers, Browns, AFC North, a Colts, Titans, Jags, Texans, AFC South, and a Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, and Raiders. AFC West with my three my three AFC wildcard teams being the Bengals, the Chargers, and the Titans. Luke went for a Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, AFC East. AFC North with the Bengals, Ravens, Browns, Steelers, 
AFC South with the Colts, Titans, Jags and Texans and the AFC West. He chose for the Chargers, the Broncos, the Chiefs and the Raiders with the Broncos, Chiefs and Titans as his three wildcard teams in the AFC. With finally Steve's AFC East looking like this, Bills first, Patriots second, Dolphins third, Jets fourth. AFC North, a Bengals, Ravens, Steelers and Browns ranking. Uh, AFC South, like me and Luke, he went for a Colts, Titans, Jags, Texans division. And then AFC West, again, like Luke, went for Chargers, Denver Broncos, the Chiefs and the Raiders, with his three teams being the Baltimore Ravens, the Denver Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs. So that is the conclusion of our AFC preview slash prediction episode. We will catch you for part three, our awards predictions. So we'll see you there.